This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we bring our series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God to a close with a final look at the goodness of God and how you can experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get the complete commercial-free audio version of this great series. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Heaven, God's Eternal Goodness to You. So. We're going to be reunited with those we love. We're going to be rewarded for our faith and our hope and our love and our service. And here's the third thing that you're going to do in heaven. We're going to be assigned work that we enjoy doing. We will be assigned work that we will enjoy doing. Because God understands your shape better than you do. He knows what makes you tick. He knows what you love to do and what you can't stand to do. What what turns your crank and what bores you to tears. And you will be given assignments in the kingdom of God. Now the difference is, this isn't gonna be frustrating work, it's gonna be fulfilling work. Matthew 25, 21, Jesus tells a parable, a story, and he ends with this. This is the words of Christ. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will now put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to circle the phrase, put you in charge. Would you circle that? I'm gonna talk to you about that for just a minute. It says that when you get to heaven, God is gonna put you in charge of something, but it's gonna be based on how well you managed what you were given here on earth. He says, if you're faithful in the little that I gave you on earth, I'm gonna give you a whole lot more to be in charge of in heaven. If you were faithful with the little bit of talent I gave you here on earth, I'm gonna give you more talent in heaven. If you were faithful with a little bit of possessions here on earth, I'm gonna give you more in heaven. If you were faithful with a little bit of influence on earth, I'm gonna give you more in heaven. If you were faithful with a little bit of your time here on earth, I'm gonna give you more in heaven. If you were faithful, whatever you are a good manager of here on earth, you're gonna get more of in heaven. On the other hand, anything you did not manage well, you're not gonna get more of in heaven. This life, friends, is a test. You are being tested every day. The whole purpose of God, why didn't God just create you and take you to heaven in the first place? You ever thought about that? If if heaven's the ultimate goal, why didn't he just create you and automatically take you to heaven? Why does he put you here for 90 years? This is a test. You need to go back and read, I think it's chapter four in Purpose Driven Life. Life is a test, a trust, and a temporary assignment. This is not the real story. This this is only gonna last 90, 100 years. This is the preschool before the real thing begins. This is the warm-up act. This is the dress rehearsal before the real story begins. This is the first lap around the race before the actual race begins. This is the pre-band before the stars come out and do the concert. It's the warm-up act. That's why 
this is not a perfect world. People always expect heaven to be on earth. It's not on earth, why? This is the testing ground, and God is testing. Will you be faithful when it's not easy? Will you obey me when it's unpopular? Will you trust me when it looks like there's no reason to trust? Will you be faithful with your money, or do you spend it all on yourself? Will you be faithful with your time, or do you squander it and waste it? Will you be faithful with your body, with your health? Will you be faithful with your mind? Do you use it for God's glory, or do you waste it reading trashy novels and watching stupid TV shows? How are you using what God has given you? God says, if what you use, what I gave you on earth, you use it well, then guess what? In heaven, we're gonna give you more. And if you've been faithful and little, I will put you in charge of more. That's why you're here right now. This is a test. Unfortunately, most people in the world are failing it. They're living totally for themselves. They're not thinking at all about heaven. They're living 100% for the here and now, when the here and now is gonna be over in a matter of minutes compared to the trillions of years in eternity. If we took a line and stretched a rope from California to Tokyo, and that represented all of eternity as a span of line, your life on earth would be less than one little teeny tiny millimeter. It's nothing, it's a, the Bible calls it a, a, a shadow. The Bible calls it a, 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 a breath of air, a, a moment in time. We act like this is all there is. Well, you only go around once in life, you better go it with gusto. It's true, you only go around once in this life, but there's, this is not the end of your life. God has long range plans for you. You were made to last forever. God made you to last forever, not just for 100 years. And so we're going to be given assignments in heaven to do things, and you're going to be given and put in charge of things depending on how well you manage what you have here. Now listen, he doesn't, God doesn't care how much money or wealth you've got here on this earth. What he cares about is how well you managed what he allowed you to have. And God doesn't care whether you've got a lot of talent or a little talent here on earth. What he cares is, did you use what you've got for him? And God doesn't care whether you've got a lot of energy or little energy. God wants to know, are you using whatever energy you've got in the best way? Your, every decision you make of every moment of your day has eternal implications. Either make an eternity better or not as good for you. Now, when it says here, if you've been faithful with the few things I gave you on earth, I will put you in charge of many things. That phrase in charge, the Bible calls this ruling with Christ. It also calls it reigning with Christ. And the Bible says that God is gonna use you to rule and reign with him in eternity. His children are gonna share in the responsibilities. Let me show you some verses up here on the screen. 2 Timothy 2.12, if we endure hardship for Christ, that means here on earth, you put up with the crazy looks in the office when you don't listen to the dirty joke or when you don't go get drunk at the party uh, or when you turn down somebody's proposal to have an affair. If we endure hardship for Christ, we will also, look, reign with him. What a good God. That God would want you or me to reign with him. Let me show you another verse. John gives us another glimpse of heaven in Revelation chapter 22 and he says this. The throne of God 
and Jesus will be in the heavenly city. This is the heavenly city in, in heaven. It's called the New Jerusalem is the, the, the name for it. It's just a metaphor name. The throne of God and Jesus will be in the heavenly city and his servants, that's you and me, will serve him. They, that's us, we will see his face and they, we, won't need any light from a lamp or the sun in heaven for God will be the light. And then notice he adds this in, and they will reign forever and ever. You will rule and reign with Christ in heaven. Did you know that? The Bible has a whole lot to say about this. We could go into a lot of other, other verses. So what are we gonna do in heaven? We're gonna be reunited with those we love. We're gonna rest and all those other things, but we're also gonna receive our rewards and receive our inheritance, and we're going to be reassigned to new things to do. And the more faithful you've been here on earth, the more God is gonna give you in heaven. So everything you do has implications. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I want you to hear a testimony. Dave and Carrie have been my friends and Kay's friends for over 30 years, dear people. Uh, Dave was a church planter. That means he started churches like I started Saddleback Church. Um, and this church, Saddleback, actually sponsored Dave in a couple of different churches, one out in the desert and one up in Northern California, up in the Auburn area. And uh, he pastored up there. And uh, then uh, last year, uh, Dave came back on staff at Saddleback, and he is now a pastor to the campus pastors, our 18 campus pastors. And he, his job is to encourage and mentor and help supervise all of our incredible campus pastors and supervise all of our different campuses. But I want you to hear his story about heaven. Give him a warm welcome. Go for Thank it. You. All right. Hi, Saddleback. I'm Dave, and Pastor Rick wanted me to just share how the reality of heaven has been a great comfort and great encouragement to me. Since my five-year-old daughter, Jackie, lives in heaven, having lost a battle with a brain tumor. My wife and I are blessed to have three children, two living with us here on this earth, one Jackie who lives in heaven. When Jackie, our youngest daughter, was five, she was suddenly diagnosed with a brainstem tumor. It was so fast growing that the neurologist said it probably, probably wasn't even in her brain three months before the diagnosis. After she was diagnosed, just six weeks later, she died in our arms. In just 42 days, our world turned upside down. Anyone who has lost a young child knows that it's one of the most excruciating agonizing experiences you can ever experience here on this earth. And our family was completely crushed and devastated as a result. Without the love of Jesus, without the hope of heaven, without the promises of the word of God, and without a strong support system from our church, we would have never made it 
as we pass through the valley of the shadow of death. But we know for sure, and I can say this, even having lost my daughter, that God is good, that heaven is real, that Jackie is alive, and that one day we're going to join her in that perfect place. That gives me hope. Before Jackie got sick, she always wanted a hamster. Now, my wife Carrie and I, we are not fans of the rodent, if you know what I mean. And we never let them get one, but we thought, what the heck? And so it was my job to go to the pet store with her and help her pick out her own pet hamster. So we go to this pet store, and she looks at every hamster. She holds every hamster, and she chooses a little dwarf hamster named Emily. As we're driving home from the pet store, she looks at me quizzically, and she says, Daddy, when I get to heaven, will I see Grandpa right away? Now, she doesn't know that she's going to die at this point. This is just a short time after her diagnosis. She knows she's sick because we're taking her to the doctor, but she's running around. She's fine from that standpoint. And she says, well, I, when I get to heaven, well, I see Grandpa right away. And I said, that was her grandpa, my father, who died a year earlier. And I said, yes, Jackie, you'll get to see Grandpa right away. She thought for a moment, and then she said, Daddy, when I get to heaven, will I get to see Jesus right away? And I said, yes, sweetie, you'll get to see Jesus right away. And then she held up her little hamster. Not like this, she held it like this. <laughs> She's holding her little hamster, dangling him, really. And she says, Daddy, can I take Emily with me to heaven? Oh, my gosh. Now, I know the correct theological answer, okay? But I said, yes, sweetie, we can arrange that. We can arrange that. And then she she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I said, Jackie, you don't really think you're going to die, do you? And then she said something I'll never forget. She said, silly daddy, we're all going to die someday. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. For a child at five years old to have this deep curiosity about heaven, she even asked Carrie if angels were going to escort her to heaven. And Carrie said, absolutely. God was preparing Jackie for her transition to eternity. Jackie's favorite movie was The Wizard of Oz. And the climax of that movie is when Dorothy clicks her heels and repeats over and over, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Well, when Jackie died, I was pastoring a church in Northern California that Saddleback had sponsored. And this Saddleback church that they sponsored, this church family of ours, sent me and Carrie a beautiful frame poster of the Wizard of Oz, but it said on it, there's no place like heaven. There's no place like heaven. After Jackie died, heaven became especially real to our family. We thought about it more than ever before. 
Of course, I'd taught about heaven many times, but now I formed a close attachment to heaven. I know it. I feel it. I long for it. And anybody here who's lost a dear loved one knows exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I wanted to know everything I could about heaven, so I researched it. I wanted to discover what it fully means to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As the Apostle Paul pointed out, in this life, this life is not all there is. If this life was all there is, and if heaven did not exist, then our faith would be worthless. But Jesus promised that he was going and preparing a place for us, and if that was not true, then Jesus would be the greatest liar in history. But the truth is, we're just passing through this life on earth. As Pastor Rick says, this life is just a dress rehearsal for eternity and for heaven, where the real show will never end. The Apostle Paul said that if we're in God's family, our true citizenship is in heaven. So I can't wait to see my Savior. I can't wait to see my precious daughter and a lot of other people that I love. What a reunion that's going to be. I can only imagine. Sometimes when people talk to me about Jackie, they'll say, I'm sorry you lost your daughter like I left her at the mall or somewhere like that and didn't know where to find her. But you know what? Our daughter is not lost. We know exactly where she is. I'm just upset that the little booger beat me there. <laughs> In the Bible, King David also lost a child and he said with complete confidence, he will not return to me, but one day I will go to him. I know that feeling. Jackie will not come back here, but I will definitely go to be with her one day and be re reunited with her in heaven. This is the true hope based on the reality of God's promises. Jackie loved to play a game where she would jump up onto the counter in the kitchen and she would jump into my arms. She'd ask me to go back sometimes. And sometimes she'd take a flying leap, sometimes three feet away, and I would catch her in my arms and we'd laugh and she'd say, Daddy, do it again. And so she'd gotten to a point as a result now a few weeks later where she couldn't walk anymore. And yet she pointed for me to come and pick her up and she motioned for me to take her to the kitchen. And so I put her on the counter, thinking she wanted something from the refrigerator, and then she started to stand up just one more time. And it was all the strength in her little body that it could muster, and she was able to stand completely straight up. And then she jumped into my arms, and I just caught her, and I hugged her, and we laughed, and I just said, Jackie, Daddy is so proud of you. And I'll never forget that moment. And every time I think about it now, I imagine what it was like when she jumped into our heavenly Father's arms in heaven. If you haven't yet opened your life to your loving heavenly Father and to Jesus who came to die for you and is right now preparing heaven for you, I'd urge you to do it at the end of the message today 
then you'll be ready for heaven too. God bless you, Saddleback. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Dave, for that testimony. You know, after Jackie, who was five years old, died, her older sister, who uh, is named Jessica, who was 12, wrote a poem in her younger sister's words and called it heaven. I want to read you this poem, written by a 12-year-old. Mommy, what's wrong with me? My head hurts so bad. You take me to the doctor and tell me I'm sick. Why do you and daddy look so sad? I don't want any more radiation, mommy. Please get me out of this place. I want to talk to you, but my mouth won't move. All I can do is watch your crying face. Mommy, I can laugh and smile again. Guess who I can see? Jesus is calling me toward heaven. You always said it's a great place to be. Mommy, I'm getting closer now. I'm walking through the big golden gate. Stop crying, Mommy, because I'll see you again. And I'll be happy up here as I wait. Have you settled this issue? This, this heaven issue? Only a fool would go through life unprepared for what you know is inevitable. Friends, we're not talking about some minor issue this weekend. We're talking about your eternal destiny forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm betting my life that Jesus told the truth. What are you betting your life on? Well, I like to think that's not a very good basis for a bet. The night before Jesus Christ went to the cross, he gathered the 12 closest disciples together and he said this to them. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said unto Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. And Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm betting my life. He was telling the truth. What are you betting your life on? You better bet, have better odds. If you've never opened your life to Christ, you need to do it now. And if you have opened your life to Christ, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? What are you doing now to prepare for the inevitable heaven? Even when you know where you're going, the vast majority of people pay no attention to the eternity issue. They're living 100% for here and now, which is a total waste. Because everything that's here and now isn't gonna matter in five minutes, much less 50 years, much less for eternity. Stop wasting your life on stuff that doesn't matter. 
reading things that don't matter, watching things that don't matter, listening to things that don't matter, talking about things that don't matter. Start living for things that last. Know what lasts and know what doesn't last and invest your life in the things that are gonna last forever. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for heaven. And as we have now for 12 different sessions looked at your goodness, that you are a good God. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. When I need it, you will provide it. Thank you that when we're tired, you make us lie down in green pastures. And when we're stretched to the limit, you lead us beside still waters. And when we feel like there's nothing left to give, you restore our souls. Thank you that when we're confused, you lead us in the right paths for your name's sake. And thank you when we go through the troubles and trials and the deaths of life, that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't fear any evil because you're gonna be with us. Thank you for every one of the metaphors that have the deep truths of your goodness that we've looked at in Psalm 23. Thank you that you prepare a banquet before us in the presence of our enemies and you show how much you love us even in front of people who may hate us. That you anoint us with oil, that you heal our hurts, that you overflow our cup. You don't just give us what we need, you give us more than we need in every area of life. You are a good God. Thank you that surely goodness and mercy, those two sheepdog are gonna be nipping at our tails as we follow the shepherd and, and, and. Thank you that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, how could you be that good? Why would you be that good? You are a good God. You thought us up, you created us, you love us even when we turn our back on you, you forgive us, you show us your grace, you sent your son to die for us, and you want us to be in love with you and in fellowship with you and to live in your house forever and ever and ever. What a God you are. Lord, I pity those who don't know you. I've walked with you now over 50 years. I know you better than I know any of the people sitting here. And I think that you've taken me through every stage of life, the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows. And I want other people to know you that way. If you've never opened your life to Christ, say, yep, Lord, today, this is it. Jesus Christ, I open my life completely to you. Just say that. Jesus Christ, I humbly open my life to you. I want to learn to love you and trust you and get to know you. I don't want to live on my own power anymore or my own purpose or my own plans. And God, the fact that you would want me in your heaven, in your family, is amazing grace. And I humbly ask you to accept me into your family. I want to be adopted in. I want to be born again into your family. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. 
If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Now, if you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, if you love what you're hearing, then contact us right away to get your very own copy of the complete audio for this series. Living in the Goodness of God by Pastor Rick Warren is perfect for your personal audio library. You'll get even more out of this teaching as you listen again and again. And it's also a great way to share God's truth with your family and friends. This series is available on USB Drive as an MP3 download or in a 12-CD box set. As you listen to Pastor Rick's teaching, you'll discover that God is good all the time even in life's most difficult circumstances, and you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. We'll send you the complete audio for this series as thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the goodness of God to people around the world. Act now, as this special offer is only available today. Just go to PastorRick.com or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com, or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a closing thought. If you've been blessed by this message today, here's what I want you to do. Share it. Tell somebody about it. Now, there's a lot of great ways you can share Daily Hope. One of the easiest is by posting it on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram. But you'll find a share button today next to the message on my website, PastorRick.com. Don't keep the good news to yourself. It's too good to keep to ourselves. We've got to pass it on to others. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our Daily Hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.